every heart sing, Lord, I want to live for thee.
of Exodus, from the book of Exodus, chapter 12, <laughs> yeah, amen, amen, that's what you call, that's what you call after effects, <laughs> amen, after everything is over, some, somebody just happened to think about something the Lord did, <laughs> Happen to think about something he turned around this week. Some, Amen. No, they, that's not out of order. That's in order. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to holler. <laughs> amen. 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 Exodus chapter 12. I want to begin at verse 37. These words you find, and the children of Israel journeyed from Ramesses to Succoth, about 600,000 on foot that were men besides children. And a mixed multitude went up also with them, and the flocks and herds even very much cattle. Amen. 
I want just for a few minutes to reason from this thought and to take out of this text just this crowd of people. I want to talk about the mixed multitude. The mixed multitude. The children of Israel, they came out of bondage, but they did not come alone. Along with them was this crowd of folk that the Bible called a mixed multitude. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this mixed multitude. Our, our mission statement here at Salem is converting the lost to learners and transforming them into mature disciples of Jesus Christ. That's our mission statement. That is who we are. That is what we do. And if you are a part of this congregation, then you in some way are charged to contribute in some way to this mission that we're on. If your name is on the roll here, then somewhere, some way, and somehow, you ought to be able to connect to this mission statement. Somehow, some way, you ought to be contributing to converting the lost learners, transforming them into mature disciples for Jesus Christ. Now we do a lot of things. We, we have a lot of ministries. We have a lot of stuff. And we thank God for them. It takes all of that to keep the church moving. But every one of those ministries ought to be pointing towards converting the lost learners. Transforming them into mature disciples of Jesus Christ. My question to each of us this morning is, where do you fit in this process? Where do you fit in this process? Ask yourself. Don't talk to your neighbor. Don't tell nobody. Don't ask nobody. Ask yourself, am I actively involved in some way? And am I, or, or, or am I just one in the crowd? Am I involved in some way in carrying out this mission? Am I, am I doing my part? Am I giving my time? Am I giving of my resources? Am I giving of my gifts and my talents? Am I doing anything to help bring about what we say we do here in Salem Church? Nobody can answer that but you. Nobody, that, that's the reason I tell you, you don't look at your neighbor, don't look. Nobody can answer that question for you, but you. Most of us here in the church, most of us who were born in Christian homes, we grew up hearing Bible stories, stories that inspired us and taught us basic principles and truths about living this life. If you were raised in a house with a mama and daddy who knew the Lord, or if you were raised in a house even with a grandparent, you learned something about the principles of living. They were, th th these people, your parents and those people often, they were not teaching great theological truths. They just used Bible stories 
to teach you some basic things about life. You remember, they, they taught you about Adam and Eve. It wasn't that deep. They taught you about Adam and Eve and all to let you know as a child, you can't listen to everybody. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear me. Simple lessons that they taught as a child. They would tell you, they would tell you about Noah to teach you that when God speaks, you ought to listen to him. They would tell you about David and Goliath to teach you, to teach you that God is, that, that, that God is big and that, that bigger ain't always better. <laughs> that, that's what they were teaching you. They were teaching you that no matter how big the giant is, that, that, that's all they were teaching. They were teaching basic Bible lessons. They would share these stories without going into great theological exposition. They were just teaching Bible principles. You learn those lessons and you learn them well. But as you grew older and learned to read and study for yourself, you learned that while what they taught you was true, when you started reading and studying yourself, there's so much more to those stories. So much more to the stories that they were telling you. One story like that in my life is the story of Israel being brought out of Egypt. I remember my parents telling me that story when they told you that story they were telling you and the, the re basic thing they taught you is that the Lord will make a way somehow. That's what the lesson was about. Opened up the Red Sea. Yeah, and allowed them to go across on dry land. They taught us what we needed to know at the time. That God will make a way out of no way. Open up the Red Sea. People went across on dry land. That was a wonderful lesson for a child to learn. And it, helped, it has helped me in my life to face many challenges in my life. To know that the Lord, anybody know the Lord will make a way. You have, you've come to see that for yourself. But I, as I have matured, started studying for myself. I've learned that there was so much more to that story than just a story of the children of Israel coming out. I've learned that was so much more than what I understood at the time. But the text this morning points out one fact about the Exodus that we might have missed. And it is a point, it, this is something you may not have missed. Mom and Daddy might not have told you this. And that point is that when Israel, when the Israelites left out of Egypt, they did not leave alone. Read the Bible. When they left, they didn't leave alone. In the text, you see that there was another group that also left with them. And this crowd is referred to as the mixed multitude. So as they travel out, of Egypt, not only were the children of God, the Israelites going, there was another crowd attached to them. 
called the mixed multitude. Look at it. Verse 37. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, about 600,000 on foot that were men besides women and children. Verse 38 says, and a mixed multitude went up also with them. So here's my point. When the people of God, according to God's promise, left, the, left bondage in Egypt on their way to the promised land, there were 6,000 men with their families, estimated around 2 million folk. But they were not alone. According to verse 38, there was another group hanging on to them. There was another group leaving with them, referred to as the mixed multitude. Who are these folk? Who are these folk? Well, first thing, you see it right out of the text. It was a multitude of them. It was a lot of them, whoever they were. It, it was a multitude. It was a lot of them who were just going along with them. Folk who were in the crowd, but watch this. They weren't necessarily with the crowd. Y'all better hear me here. They were in the crowd, but they were not necessarily with the crowd. Y'all learning already that everybody in the crowd ain't necessarily with the crowd. Speculation is that some of these people who were with them, some of that mixed multitude, they were people who were enamored with the stories they had heard about the power of the God that they served. They had heard, heard them talking about their God, and they were just enamored with what they heard about their God. Some were indentured servants who, 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 had, who, had, who had sworn themselves to work for a certain period of time with somebody yeah, just, just, just so that they could get their freedom. And so that, yeah, so there were indentured servants and they saw the exodus as a chance to get away from their masters. They, they said, these folk are leaving here. We are going with them. We're going to leave to start a brand new life. Some of them just figured since God keeps on blessing these folk, I've been watching him. God keeps on blessing these folk. So I want to be as close as I can to these folks so that I might re reap some of the benefits of God's blessings. And, and, and they, they, that was in, but, but there might have been some that was just sick and tired of the living conditions in Egypt. You know, things that sort of deteriorated. You remember things that gotten a little chaotic. They had a water shortage, dead fish, lice, rots, and frog infestation. Some strange plague was killing folk. <laughs> Any Bible readers in the house? So, so some of them just realized that things ain't going so well here. And he just, so they saw the Israelites leaving, and they said, we with y'all. <laughs> they saw them getting out of there. They said, you know what? We up out of here too. They, they went along with them. 
So get it now. One group is being delivered. Another group is escaping. <laughs> Y'all better hear me. One group being delivered. The other group escaping. A great big crowd of folks, some being delivered, some escaping. See, I've learned that some folk who think that they're being delivered are really just escaping. Y'all ain't hearing me, huh? I, I've learned that some folk who boast of delivered, they ain't, no, they ain't been delivered. They're escaping. One crowd moving because of their faith in the promise and the plan of God. And another group who has no claim or interest in that God of his promise. They just want to get away from their present circumstances. I'm going somewhere. Let me say it another way. One group being delivered, another group here escaping. And I'm convinced, my brothers and sisters, that many who, though they travel in the ranks of the delivered, are really just escapees. Let me say it again. Write that down. I believe that many who travel in the ranks of the delivered are really just escapees. And I'm convinced, my brothers and sisters, that many who, though they travel in the ranks of the delivered, they are really just trying to get away. You see, all you have to do, you have to be careful with that. You have to be careful with that crowd because if you're trying to travel together, if you got these two groups traveling together, two separate agendas, at some point, you're going to run into problems. Y'all ain't hearing me. Jesus said it himself. How can two walk together? Except they are in agreement. So watch this now. Watch this now. They had no problem as long as they all had a common goal of getting away from Pharaoh and the Egyptian army. That was no problem. Everybody was together. They, everybody walking together. Everybody running together. Everybody getting away. But once Pharaoh's army was destroyed, and the Red Sea came back together that was separating them from the enemy. Once all of that was done, so here's the problem. The enemy is dead at the bottom of the sea. The sea has closed back. They can no longer get to us, so here's the problem. For the children of Israel, the exodus was the beginning of a brand new life that freed them to start their journey to what God had promised them. But to this other crowd, the mixed multitude, once they crossed that sea, once they were delivered from the clutches of Pharaoh and the Egyptians, it was already mission accomplished. Oh, Y'all hear me? One group is across. They still got their eye on the promise the other group done got away, and now we all right. <laughs> Are y'all here? Everything else is just gravy. They could care less 
They could care less about the journey they were on. They could care less about anything, yeah, especially when they found out it's going to take us 40 years. Here we are. One group moving along with a mission, a goal in mind, and another group just going along for the ride. They, 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 they would really leave you, but they're scared if they leave you, they're going to miss something. <laughs> so they just go along for the ride. My brothers and my sisters, when I see these two groups, I am reminded of the modern-day church. For in it seems to be the same two groups. Those who have put their trust in Jesus, in his finished work on Calvary, and those who are every day striving to claim his every promise and one day meet him face to face. But then there's another crowd who just wants to stay close enough to God in case God sends another blessing. One group on a mission. The other group just going along for the ride. You, you, you know how it is. You, you ever... Tr- took a trip with a goal in mind. You're trying to get somewhere with a goal in mind. And somebody, and you know you're in trouble. Somebody says, well, I ain't doing nothing. I'll just go along. <laughs> you ever had anybody? Just, you got something important you got to get to. You're trying to get somewhere. And somebody says, well, I ain't doing That's your first sign right there. They ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Well, I ain't doing nothing. I'll just go along for the ride. Watch this. Have no interest in getting where you're going. They don't share your interests. They're just going along for the ride. You take them with you. They ain't going to offer to help you drive. Matter of fact, while you're driving, they over there asleep. <laughs> Every once in a while, they'll wake up and turn your radio. <laughs> y- y'all ain't hear me. They're just going along for the ride. You stop for gas, and you know they sleep now. <laughs> yeah, you know they sleep now. They ain't about to help pay anything. For, for the ride. And then to top that off, when they finally wake up, they want you to stop so they can get something to eat. <laughs> they want you to stop so they can. <laughs> y- y'all ain't hearing me. They got to use the bathroom. When we when the next rest stop, somebody just going along for the ride. I'm always amazed, I'm always amazed at the number of people who will connect with the church, faithfully give up, they'll connect with the church and 
Yeah, yeah, they, they, they keep up with the church. They know everything that's going on in the church. They keep up with the direction the church is going. Yet they feel no obligation to do anything to contribute to the success of the church. That's the mixed multitude. That's the mixed multitude. That's sort of going along for the ride. I already got it written out here. Ain't going to be no shouting today. Nobody going to shout today. People who love to take part in church activities, first in line when the blessings come around, make sure they take advantage of all of their rights and privileges, but feel absolutely no obligation to help bear the expense of the journey. They have no allegiance to the ways and the things of God in their minds. There's always a better way. They, they wonder why you do things the way you do them. They do. They, they're with you and they, they see what you do. And matter of fact, they got some suggestions as you how you could do it better. I remember years ago, I had a new member, had a member join here. Uh, and they ain't here no more, so you ain't got to worry about it. They, 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 <laughs> they joined here, said to me, Pastor, this church... As big as it is, it ought to have a program so we can help needy people pay their bills and so we can help people take care. You know, we got people suffering out here and this church, as big as it is, we ought to be able to help folk with things like that. So I was just thinking, Pastor, I was just thinking, Pastor, I want to volunteer. I want, if you ain't got nothing, I want to start something. I want to, I want to head a club, a program. So we can raise money that we can help folk when they're in need. And we can help folk yeah, when they're in trouble. And I said to her, we already got a program like that. We already got a program. We call it tithes and offerings. <laughs> and I welcome you to lead that. <laughs> yeah, we call it tithes and offerings. And what I want you to do, I want you to help me get everybody you know to join this group. And I promise you that if everybody do that, all of these problems will go away. Are y'all hearing this? But this is the mindset of the mixed multitude. But let me share something else about this mixed multitude. If you remember the story of Exodus, once they were out of Egypt and on the other side of the Red Sea, you remember God provided for them quail to eat and every morning bread fell from the sky, manna fell from the sky just to, show, just to keep them nourished. Exodus 16.31 says the Israelites call it manna. And said it had a sweet taste like honey wafers. But then the next thing you read is people complaining about the very food that God provided. Are y'all hearing this? Read, read Numbers 4, 11 and 4. Moses is talking about it. In, in Numbers 11, 14, it's the same mixed multitude. This same crowd, this same crowd, Moses called them rabble. 
they started saying stuff like, we tired of eating this stuff. <laughs> they started saying stuff to everybody, yeah, yeah, we, we tired of eating the same stuff every day. But it, it, at least when we were in Egypt, we had food to eat. At least we had melons in it. That, to the extent that some of the people, yeah, they, they even started talking about, why don't we get us a leader and go back to Egypt? That show you how crazy it is. Do you really need a leader to go back? <laughs> Let's get us a leader and go back to Egypt. At least we had somewhere to be buried in Egypt. Now here we are out here in the wilderness. And all of this because of folk who came along uninvited. Folk who came along who had no claim to the promises of God. The griping and complaining kept up, kept up soon, and it soon turned into an outright rebellion. You remember Moses went up on Mount Sinai to receive the commandments, and when he came down, the folk had gotten together and built a new God. You remember that? They came, they came down, they had gotten together and built a golden calf. And that day, Moses asked a question that he probably should have asked before they left. He asked the question, who is on the Lord's side? Now that I read that, I'm sure I could hear him out now. Everybody got 20-20 behind. He should have asked that before they left. Who is on the Lord's side? And that's a pretty good question. That's a pretty good question to ask the people of God. Who is on the Lord's side? I know you're here every Sunday, but who is on the Lord's Save, sanctify, filled with the Holy, but who is on the Lord's side? Not if you're with my program, not, not are you with me, but who is on the Lord's side? But according to the word of God, that day, all who did not choose the Lord were destroyed. Go back and read your Bible. All who did not choose the Lord were destroyed. I'm through now. But as I close, I've got to tell you that I'm convinced that they didn't get them all. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear me. I'm convinced, I'm convinced that they didn't get them all. If, and, and, and if they didn't destroy, they did get all of them. They did not destroy that spirit of the mixed multitude. I believe with all of my heart that that spirit is still around. There's still folk on the journey who are not committed to the journey. There are still those who just want to stay close enough to the people of God to share in the blessings without getting involved in the responsibility. I got two words, and I'm through. One of the words are to those who are true followers, already committed to the journey and determined to go all the way. My word to you is don't let nobody turn you around. You made a start toward heaven. Don't turn around. Make up your mind that you're going to go all of the way. 
But I got yet another message. Another message for anybody that, that may be realizing that, yeah, you know what? I, I may be a part of that mixed multitude. I, I got another message for you. And I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody who may be saying, you know what? I'm in the crowd, but I ain't really with the crowd. Somebody who's saying, I, 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 you know what? I really have not committed myself to the journey. Uh, yeah, yeah. The more he talks, I may just be alone for the ride. But the thing I want you to know, what I want you to know, I don't want you to feel, I don't even want you to feel bad because all of us have been there and done that. I don't even want you to feel bad. I ain't trying to make you feel bad because all of us have been there and done that. But Jesus came into our lives and set us back on track. So I'm not trying to belittle anybody. I'm not trying to make you go out of here feeling guilty because all of us have been there. The truth is, all of us, right out of the Bible, like sheep, have gone astray. But Jesus came to give us another chance. He came to give us a chance to get it right. He came to give us a chance to move from the mixed multitude and become partakers of his many promises. Jesus came To give all of us purpose. And he came to give all of us meaning. He came to set you on a journey that will lead you from earth's glory. And the beauty is, my brothers and sisters, the beauty is the the trip is already paid for. Y'all better shout up in here. The, The beauty of it is the trip is already paid for one Friday. Out on a hill called Calvary, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain, but he washed it white. So one Friday he died. But I thank God that he didn't stay dead. Anybody in here witness? He paid for my trip. He paid for it there on Calvary, but early Sunday morning, he got it up. With all power in his hand. So, I invite you now to join with all of us. It's not too late. We're still recruiting. I, I, I invite you now to join in. Isaiah 35 says, uh, and the highway shall be there. Oh, we're on our way somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he told us that a highway shall Thomas Dorsey came along behind him and began to write words to a song that said, it's a highway to heaven. None can walk up there but the pure in heart. It's a highway to heaven. I'm walking up the king's highway. If you're not walking, start while I'm talking. Walking up the king's highway. Are y'all here? There'll be a blessing that you'll be possessing walking up the king's highway. It's not too late. You can start your walk right now. You can start your walk right now. You don't have to sit around feeling bad. I'm inviting you to come on and get on the right side. I'm inviting you now to become a part of the community of the redeemed. If you're here, we invite you. If you're unsaved, we invite you to come. If you're already saved, if you're already saved, 
and just not moving with the crowd, not with the crowd, then you ought to be moving now. Now is your chance. The door is open. The door is open. And you ought to be able to move. You ought to start moving right now. Come on, y'all. Heaven, none can walk up there. But the pure in heart, it's a highway to heaven. I'm walking up the king highway. Come on, y'all. It's a highway to heaven. None can walk up there, but the pure in heart, it's a highway to hell. Oh, I'm walking up the king highway. Oh, if you're not walking, stop while I'm talking, walking up the king highway. There'll be a blessing you'll be possessing walking up the king. Oh, it's a highway to hell. Oh, none can walk up but the pure in heart. It's a the king yeah, yeah. don't have to hurry don't have to worry walking up the king highway Christ walks beside you angels to guide you walking up the king yeah, it's a high It's a highway to hell. Oh, I'm walking up the king. Oh, it's a highway to hell. Oh, none can walk up. Yeah, but the pure in heart. It's a highway. A highway to hell. Oh, none can walk up there. Oh, but the pure is a highway to hell. Oh, I'm walking up the king. It's invitation time. One thing that I learned early in ministry is that you can make folk happy and they'll shout right on out of here clapping their hands having a good time so I've learned that sometimes you just have to slow things down and give people some thinking music 
just as I am without one plea. See, I can't afford to let you go out of here feeling good about hearing a good sermon. I need to make you think about where you are and if I need to make a decision today. So I know you, thank you, enjoyed the sermon. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Appreciate all that. But that ain't my aim. My aim is to give you the opportunity to turn it around. I just got through telling you that everybody in here has been where you are. Everybody in here. None of us are born saved. We, we met Jesus and we turned it around. And I need to make sure that before you leave here, you at least know, you know that this preacher gave me the chance to turn it all around. If you are unsaved, you ought to be moving. If you're already saved and just sort of got disconnected some kind of way, you ought to be moving. That time is now. All who know how to pray, bow your heads and pray that somebody will find the strength to move. Come on, come on, come on. This is your day. Come on. as I am come now just as I am with her one please understand my blood wash for me and then I bid me any longer. Come on. This is your day. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Why don't we bless the Lord in his house? Why don't we bless the Lord in his house? Jesus has been lifted. His word is true. If I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. We have one who has come. Amen. Pastor Haynes and church family, we have Sister Laverne Hayden Graham coming for rededication. Amen. God bless your heart. God bless your heart. Amen. Amen. God bless your heart. Y'all bless the Lord in here. Bless the Lord in here. One who is already saved, and I'm always moved when people do this, when people do this, because the truth is, she could have sat back there and acted like she was all right. (laughs) Or she could have just eased on up in here like she'd been here all the time. But 
when she comes like this publicly, you know that she has it in her heart to give it all to him. And we thank God for you today. We're glad you're here today. Amen. If you just go right through the door over there. Amen. 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 There's a storm out on the ocean and it's moving. Yes, this way. Oh, if your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. Oh, there's a storm out on the ocean and it's moving this way. Oh, if your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. Oh, drift away. Oh, drift away. Oh, you will surely drift away. Oh, if your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely Why don't we give God praise? Why don't we give God praise in his house? We're getting ready now to move, move to our period of prayer. Pastor Pitts is going to come and she's going to lead us in this period of altar prayer for those who would desire to come. I want to ask, especially today, that we would pray for the people of Israel. But as we pray for them, I, I want you to pray for those who are not Israelites, those, those who are being caught up in the midst of all of this stuff. People of Gaza, people who are caught up in the midst of all, who have nothing to do with any of it. Yet they find themselves right in the middle of a war. Children are being killed. Their parents are being destroyed. All kinds of things going on in this same world we're living in. I want us, and I, I know, you know, as a church, sometimes, you know, the church, the body of Christ, we, 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 we care, and I thank God that we do. We ought to care about Israel. Those, these are the people of God. These are the people. But we've got to understand that hurt is just hurt. Do you hear what I'm saying? Hurt is just hurt. It it doesn't feel any better for a person who is not an Israelite to lose a child than it does for an Israelite to lose a child. So as the body of Christ, we pray for all. We, 
we just pray that God will intervene and that he's going to fix this thing. It's not political. It's just what the people of God do. We pray and we pray for those who are hurting and those who are wounded. So as we prepare now for our period of prayer, Reverend Pitts is going to lead us in prayer. But I, I just think we ought to be reminded. I'm going to ask Reverend Washington to come. She's going to do, yes, God is, in the midst of all of this, God is real. Y'all hear what I said? In the midst of all that's going on, those of us who are believers, we hold on to the hands of a God that is still real. And even today, still today, he's in charge. So she's going to come and then we're going to be led in our altar. We're going to be called to the altar by Pastor Pitts. I may not know There are some places I, I just can't go so sure of this one thing uh, that my God is real for I can him in my soul yes God is
come to the altar. Grab someone that needs prayer. And if you don't feel like walking, just bow in your spirit. Amen. promises us that the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And we learned from the Spirit through Pastor last week that we're righteous because we're justified through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So God, we stand on your word today. You said that man ought to always pray without ceasing. You said where two or three are gathered, you said you'd be right there. So, Father God, we come bowed in our hearts and our spirit today. God, we do have heavy hearts because of what's going on in the world today. But, God, we know that you are real. We feel you, Father God, in our souls. We know that you're real. So we do ascribe all majesty and honor and glory to you. Because you are a real God. We talked to you this morning. Definitely talked to you before we went to sleep last night. In fact, we've been speaking to you all day long, God. Because we know that you are our God and we're your people. God, we come saying that we won't serve any other God but you. We come acknowledging, God, that we are nothing without you. So we lift our hands and we say, hallowed is your name, God. We thank you that we have a God to pray to. We thank you that you are always there for us. God, we come confessing that we've not done everything you told us to do. God, you just told us to encourage someone and we were embarrassed and we didn't do it you told us to reach outside of our safety zone and go pray for someone and we didn't do it Father God we know there's a need for us to confess our sins and you said in your word that if we confess our sins in 1 John 1 and 9 you are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness would you do that for us this morning God again we come with hearts bursting over with thanksgiving every time we turn around the Lord keep blessing us so we thank you for that Lord God we thank you for the blessings that are on the way we thank you Father God that you're getting ready to know the spirit said he's already turned it around that when we step into it we're going to see that he's turned it around. Thank you, God. God, we invoke your presence today, right now. Father God, we pray that your spirit will come and rest upon us. And that it would take these prayers to Jesus. And Jesus would hand them over to you, Lord. 
we feel your spirit right now so we thank you for that we thank you for this place called Salem we thank you for Pastor Haynes we thank you for my Bev we thank you for their extended family that serves here for Pastor Jason for Uncle Curtis for all the children the grandchildren Father God the nieces aunts Father God we bless you and we say bless this family God they have been such a blessing to us over the years, God. And God, I know you have something in store for them, Father God, for what they poured out. So we thank you in advance, Father God, that whatever they stand in the need of, it's already done in Jesus' name. We thank you that they're walking in favor even now, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that you've taken away that sickness uh, Father God and, and Reverend Shankle God and, and replace it with your spirit Father God of peace and love and joy and understanding and healing Father God we thank you Father God that even now Father God you are working miracles we thank you for that God we don't ever want you to think that we're not grateful thank you for healing those who have prayed the prayer of faith Thank you, Father God, for providing for those who have asked for provisions. Thank you, Father God, for giving shelter for those who have asked for shelter. Thank you for giving those who asked for clothes. Thank you for giving to those that asked for friends and family, God. Oh, we know that every time we turn around, you are blessing us. So, Father God, we adore you. We thank you, but now we come with our supplications to you, Lord. God, we know that Israel, your chosen people, God, we don't have to be reminded of that. But God, I also know that you created everybody on this planet, God. So, Father God, we pray for all of them right now. God, we pray that you show yourself faithful as you've done so many times before. As I prayed with one of my Israeli friends, I said, don't lose hope. So, Father God, we have faith in you that you're going to protect those babies, God. We have faith in you that you're going to provide and keep those households safe, God. We have faith in you, God, that you're going to turn this thing around because you said in your word you have the heart of the king in your hand. So, God, we know that you are all-powerful and all-knowing. So, God, we depend on you today. And we say that your will will be done on earth, this planet, Father God, as it is done in heaven. God, we lift up those to the altar right now. They've got some very, very personal prayer requests. We pray right now, God, that your will be done in their lives. So many times we pray for one thing and you've got something even better in store for us. So God, we say right now, we don't even want know what we want and we don't even want what we want. We want your will to be done right now in our lives, God. And we count hallelujah and say amen as a result of us praying this, Father God. Because if we pray your will, we know that it'll be okay. It will be all right, God. God, as I close, I dare not forget to lift up specifically our government here in the United States, Lord. God, we have heavy hearts about that, too. But God, we know that you're all-powerful, and you're all-knowing, and you still have the heart of the king in your hand.
So we say have your way in that as well. Father God, right here in our community in Lilburn, God, we prayed for beyond and for our Jerusalem now. We're praying for Jerusalem as we've already prayed for Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the road. We pray for Lilburn right now that this church would continue to be a light on the hill. That you will continuously be lifted up, high and lifted up. That God, whatever this church stands in the need of, you'll send it from the north, south, east, and west. We believe your word. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging bread. We believe, David, and we believe it because you've done it in our lives, and you are no respected person. So, Father God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, O oh Lord, let them be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 Praise God. thank all of you continually for your giving. Uh, our offerings are taken at the end. We have receptacles at every door, so we ask that you would just continue to be faithful in your giving. Let me just thank you so much for your faithfulness and how you continue to give to the kingdom of God. Let me also take the opportunity to thank those who join us virtually. I rarely do that. I'm still trying to get used to that, but please know that we appreciate all of you, wherever you are in this nation. Uh, I've learned that we've got people from New York. We've got people in California. We've got people everywhere. And I want you to know that we appreciate you. We appreciate the gifts that you send our way. We thank you for giving to the kingdom. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. 
God be with you till we meet again. of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.